Hello and welcome back to the RevOps Show. This week we have the start of a two-parter around key performance indicators, or KPIs. In part one, which you're going to hear in just a minute, we're tackling what KPIs are, why they're important, and common mistakes that companies make when setting their KPIs. Buckle up, let's get into it. Do we have theme music? Do we have theme music, Jess? Come on, you're... You're like the host of the RevOps show, and you don't even know that we have theme music. I don't, because we haven't had and, theme music before. Yeah, we started the we started our first episode together with that. Did we? We did. And and, and plus, I went Jess, on vacation since then. Jess, you know me. Yeah, I, we always have I, we always have walk on music, always. Right, exactly. I mean, it could be this, but that's what it is before you listen to the RevOps show. I see. Get it? It's static, and then we bring clarity. See, that's the. I I, that, I got it. Is that is that mansplaining, Jess? A little bit. Okay. That's okay, though. We'll yeah, talk. We'll talk after. We'll talk afterwards. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk afterwards. All right. All right. All right. Oh my gosh, I'm on a roll. Okay, so I know you have got like. Uh, uh, I hope people are belted in for 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 this episode because you are. <laughs> You're hitting on a question that we deal with all the time. Yep. New cust- yep. new clients, existing clients. It's kind of always coming up. So so why don't you share you know what what it is we're talking about and and what what led you and for those of you that don't know, Jess gets to choose the topics for um, each show. So what, what was your thinking that led you to say, I think we should talk about this. So it's, it's probably driven a lot by the fact that it is a question we get frequently, um, or questions surrounding key performance indicators is the topic. Um, are you saying that you're tired of answering it? So you wanted to have a recording that you could just send to people now when, when they ask you, I mean, there probably are some ulterior motives here, but, uh, but it did anyway. So it did prompt me to think about it. The fact that we get questions around KPIs so much. And I actually went into a huge rabbit hole, um, trying to prepare (laughs) for the, for this episode. Um, so really I, I want to kind of cover today, like how do you start with KPIs and, and how do you look, how do we think about KPIs and, and, kind of how you put how do you put KPIs together and and I think that those are the first questions we get from uh clients frequently and it's something that that even internally we talk about a lot frequently so you look like you're gonna say something no go ahead say so what, what what's the first question so the the where I want to start is I want to actually talk about what is a key performance indicator or a KPI um for those that may not know or I like to put definitions around things if we're going to talk about them yeah, so, um, you know, KPI stands for Key Performance Indicators, which, which means, you know, key importance, means in, it's important, um, though I think importance is relative, and we'll get into that. Uh, performance, it, it, it relates to the, the um, it, it should be connected um, to the outcomes that you're seeking. Um, indicator means that it's it, it it has predictive powers to it um there are two types of indicators 
there are uh, leading indicators, there are lagging indicators. Um, leading indicator means that this is a picture of what's likely to happen in the future. Lagging means it's a picture of what happened. Um, I think, you know, I know we're, I know we're going to get into what are some of the mistakes around KPI. One, one very common mistake around KPI is that we use lagging indicators too much. But to say that a lagging indicator is not an indicator, right? I mean, it, almost by definition, indicator means that it indicates. Um, so it's, it, it, it's giving you a signal of what's going to happen, not, not what, it, what has happened. Um, you know, when I used to be a financial advisor, it got, um, you know, there, there's a required statement that gets made all the time, which is past performance is not an indication of future results or past performance is not an indication of future performance. But that's actually not true. There's lots of things that, that the best indicator of the future is, you know, what's happened in the past. Show me a company that's growing and I'll show you a company that's more likely to be growing. Show me a company that's not growing. I'll show you a company that's less likely to be growing. So there, there is, um, there, you know, there is a stasis factor. There's also, and I think, you know, at some point we'll get into data and metrics and analytics. I think one thing that doesn't get enough attention in the world today, um, in the, in the sales and marketing world is reversion to the mean, which, which means if you're super outperforming something, then you're, you know, the, the, the odds are higher that you're going to underperform. Right, it's it's a key issue that that leads to bad forecasting. Um, but you know, so that so a key performance indicator is a a, a metric of some form. So it, it it tend you know this is typically going to be quantitative. I'd say typically to the point of probably ninety to one hundred percent of the time, you're it, it it it's a metric of some form that gives you a signal. And and I would say a good KPI goes a long way to separating the signal from the noise into what is likely to happen. Now, I'll, last thing I'll add, and then I'll let you dig in or, or, or go to another question, which is, um, a, there, are, there are two kinds of indicators here. There's the indicator that's predictive, but that's all it is. Um, and then there's the indicator that's instructive. And, and, and what I mean by that is, it, you know, an instructive indicator allows for an intervention. Um, it says, you know, we're heading in this direction. If this isn't the direction we want to be in, then it, it, the indicator gives you cues for where to go, what to look for, what adjustments to make. Um, now, there are indicators that are predictive. This is, you know, this is likely where we're going to be. Those that this is another mistake. We tend to a lot of indicators that people look at are oftentimes at best only predictive, um, and that and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be tracked in in some fashion. Um, but it, it it you know if I can't do anything with it, then it you know it falls in the category of it may be true. What good is it doing me? And 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 so I think you know especially when we're talking about taking a RevOps mindset. I think one of the really important things about a RevOp mindset is, you know, how are we managing the data? How are we managing the metrics in a way that's instructive, that's prescriptive, that, that, that allows people, you know, don't, don't tell me we have a 60% chance of hitting goal. Tell me we have a 60% chance of hitting goal. And if we do this, this, and this, we've got a 75% chance of hitting goal, right? Um, 
that that is far more valuable. And, and I think from a RevOps standpoint, if you're going to be valued, if you're going to be viewed strategically, it's really going to come down to what's the instructive element. All right. Um, so I want to I want to unpack a little bit of what you covered, because I wanted to get into traits of a KPI and, and you hit on some points. So I heard um, making sure it's quantitative. Um, we talked about having both predict predictive and instructive indicators. What are some other important traits of KPIs? I think of SMART goals as a structure of it. Is, is that what it should look like or, or should it look different, different than that? Well, I, I, you know, I, I think a KPI is, is tied to a SMART goal. Um, and, and, and by the way, to, to, to be clear, I, I think a KPI is far, far more often quantitative, not qualitative. I want to leave open that there are probably some qualitative, there's probably qualitative data that's out there. And I think as AI um, takes more hold, I think I think one of the big areas of opportunity that artificial intelligence can bring to data is, is, is to begin to create more predictive models around qualitative data. I, I, I think we become so, you know, especially in sales and marketing, we've been, we've become so quantitatively driven that, that we forget that qualitative data is really, really powerful data. Um, so, but going back to your, you know, I, I think there needs to be a smart goal, you know, specific, measurable. Attainable, um, relevant, and time bound. Relevant. See, I always remember, I always think um, attainable and realistic. And I'm like, wait, that don't they, don't those mean the same thing? Um, you know, so, so if, you know, if our objective is increased sales 25%, then you can't really have KPI, right? You, you have to have, you know, it has to be, we want to increase sales by this time, right? And, and now I can have a KPI to indicate, you know, where are we on that journey? So it, it's, I, I, I like to think in terms of um, inputs out, I'm sorry, efforts, outcomes, and results. The outcome lies between the effort, which is activity, and the result, which is okay. That happened. So the result we want is increase uh, sales by twenty five percent. There's various outcomes that are going to increase our likelihood of of hitting that. The KPI are basically what are those outcomes that we're measuring? Um, what are those outcomes that we're that we're tracking to give us greater indication, greater insight into our ability? to achieve the results that we're looking for. Now, there's a danger that, you know, one of my favorite laws is called Goodhart's Law, which says the moment you take a good measurement and you turn it into an objective, it becomes a bad measure. Um, and I think there's a lot of that that goes on. Um, you know, like a good key performance indicator on email used to be click rate. Well, then we started measuring click rate and the objective became, we want an X percent click rate and that introduced clickbait. Um, yep. You know, I, I, I think that, you know, there's this whole thing, do you, should you create content for search or for sales? And I'm like, that's a false question, right? The, the, the fact that we're even asking that question, the fact that that question even gets discussed as a relevant question um, takes us out of the real world and, 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 and begins to build these, um, these, these various elements. Now, if you look at KPI, you know, it's hard to say a KPI is this because you're going to waterfall your KPI, right? So, so if you think about, if you've ever seen the cockpit of a 737 or a 787 or something like that, 
what 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 you see is the waterfall of KPI all in one place, right? Pilots spend ninety percent probably or more of their time only looked only paying attention to you know maybe three to five of the dials that are there. Those dials are indicators that 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 then move down to a next level that they can then move down to the next level. So so if you think about KPI, you've got your organizational KPI that then spring down to your divisions and groups that then spring down to your departments that then, right? And, and, and so you might have ultimately thousands of KPI that, 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 that are really a few critical indicators just broken down to, to their individual components. The, the art of KPI, and I think this, I never thought about this because we're dealing with metrics, we tend to think of it as science. Though, though we forget that science is actually hypothesis driven. It's not just, you know, always just true false. The the art of KPI is is in that waterfall, right? It, it's like, I understand why we measure search traffic. I understand why we measure sales utilization. Do those in fact weave together, you know, as, as we're separating things out into their individual components, do they build back to actually serve as a real model. There's a, you know, an old saying, you know, the map is not the territory, the map is not the terrain. The model is not reality. Right. And and, and so there is an art of of how you're breaking up. You know, they say what what gets measured gets done. So I say, yeah, you better be really careful about what you measure. Gotcha. Wow. That was there was a lot there. Um so I'm just full of insight today, Jess. You 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 are. I'm. You are. So so are you saying that the individual KPI itself doesn't necessarily tell us anything specific, but, but kind of building KPIs together in order to get a whole picture is, is really where we need to focus. We need to not be maniacally focused on any, any one KPI. That's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Um, I mean, that's not wrong, but I'd also say, you know, we're both not maniacally focused on one and we're not maniacally focused on one. I, I, I think there's a really powerful element of what's your, what is the key metric? Mm -hmm. um, so like, you know, we use meaningful conversations when we're managing sales side, that is the key metric. Yeah. Now, you know, so, so, so I'm maniacal about that, but I'm also not maniacal, right? There's also a hundred other things that I realized that we're paying attention to. I, you know, um, meaningful conversations is the greatest indicator. It's the greatest separator of signal versus noise. Um, you know, there's lots of other elements that, that, that come into that. So, you know, it, it's, it's nothing and everything, right? That that's the, actually, I have a word for this now. I just listening to a book. I just finished it. Um, it's called liminal thinking, right? This, this is liminal thinking. It, it's, it's, it's between it's of, you know, it's of both, but not, you know, so, so it, like the moment you start breaking this down to simplistic rules, like I think what we're, I think the problem is that in the search for, for simple or the search for simplicity, we mistakenly fall into the trap of simplistic. And, you know, what, like one, a, a very common KPI used in a lot of different places is NPS score. What's your net promoter score? Mm -hmm. um, I, I can tell you, I don't care about your NPS score, right? It, I care about what's your NPS trend, right? right. So, so, so in this sense, like a, a single number at a single time is, is not particularly meaningful. The, you know, the question is, you know, far more often what you're going to see is the trend, 
Um, and, and you're also more likely going to see KPIs as they interface with each other that are, that are going to create a greater level of insight. So, so it, it, you're, you're looking, you know, this doesn't have to be, this is not rocket science. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, but, but you also like getting to a simple KPI model is, is, is going to take time or you're going to be simplistic. And, and the only thing worse than, than not having insight into what's happening is to having, is, is having certainty into the wrong insights. What, t- give me an example of that. Like, what is the, what do you mean by certainty into the wrong insights? So like a lot of times people will, and you, you've heard this in, you know, what should our KPI be for this? And, mm-hmm. and the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know right now. Um, people don't like that. No. Right? Right. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We need a KPI for that. Okay. Well, well um, this is what we're going to use and we're going to see what happens. Right. Um, people don't like that. Um, you know, the, the other thing too, mo- most metrics, this gets to good arts law. They, they're, they hit points of diminishing returns. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it, you're better off saying, look, I don't have insight into this. I don't have clarity into this. This, this is, you know, this is a black spot. This is, this is a black hole for us. And, and I, and look, that's bad. I don't, I don't want that, but I, you know, the knowledge that I know that I don't know is more powerful than saying, okay, well, here's the metric that we're going to use, or here's the metric that creates certainty. Um, and so now we, you know, you know, what, why, why does number of calls have such a dominant, you know, for, from the time I got into sales, sales KPI people have been saying the number of calls you make doesn't matter. Yeah. Yet we keep saying it because lots of people like that's the thing that they measure. Well, because it's easy to measure, mm-hmm. right? I, I would say that the easier something is to measure in all likelihood, the less valuable it likely is. Right. And that's not always true, but, mm-hmm. um, so, so the, you know, it's, it's relatively easy to create certainty, right? Um, you know, being certain about the wrong things is worse than being uncertain. You know, especially when you when you add an element that if we're talking about the future, right, there we can never be certain, right? No. There is no certainty. I mean, heck, you know, we're we're watching, we're we're, we're recording this during the Olympics, right? Yep. And and I knew there was going to be a problem with the U.S. women's gymnastics team because someone asked the question before all this news came out. Um, someone asked the question to some gymnastics analyst. I, I didn't know there were gymnastics analysts, but I'm just kidding. I know that there are gymnastics <laughs> analysts that come out every four years um, who said, like, is there really any chance the, the U.S. women aren't going to win gold? And, and they went, you know, she went, blah, 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 blah. But no, not really. Right. And too much certainty. Right. Like, you know, what, when, when we're, you know, when you're talking about predicting the future, you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, <laughs> you know, uncertainty. Right. And, and, yeah. and I mean, heck, I, I can be convinced that, you know, there, you know, I'm, you know, me, I'm a paranoid sales guy, right. It ain't done until the money's been transferred. And even then it's not done until it's been transferred in a way that it can't be grabbed back. Right. There's, you know, there's a little <laughs> right. bit of that cause, cause there's, you know, there, there's never a hundred percent certainty. And, and, and so we really shouldn't be pursuing that. And, and I, and I think that's one of the places where, where people use KPI to, to create this illusion of certainty. Right. As a matter of fact, I would say I, if your cert, if your KPI are making you certain, to me that'd be a red flag. To me, that you like, that's a red flag. Yeah. When I become like, oh yeah, this is this is definitely. I go, okay, what am I missing? I'm missing something. Um, you know, and then I'll talk to people if I have to. Okay, what? Yeah. 
Where, where, where am I wrong? Where am I wrong? Where am I wrong? Yep. All right. So I, I'm curious to have the conversation around importance being relative. So let's talk about why are KPIs important? Why is there this focus on KPIs and why does everybody act like they're the most important thing? Well, because Jim Collins wrote a book called um, Built to Last and Peter Drucker wrote several books and um, you know, a lot of people think they're important because they're important. The, the reality is everybody uses KPI, whether they realize they're using KPI or not, right? Um, we can't live our life without creating models and beliefs and heuristics. Um, what is generally true? So if, if I don't have KPI, then I don't know what to look for. And if I don't know what to look for, then I have to look for everything. And if I have to look for everything, then I'm not gonna be able to do anything, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and so when you realize that A, you don't have, you'll never have 100% certainty. Um, and, and if we're talking about running business growth, you'll probably never have more than 30 to 50% certainty beyond a certain time period, right? Um, you know, you, you, you might have higher certainty for what's gonna happen tomorrow. You know, as as you move out in time, the, the certainty levels drop lower. So what you're, you know, what you're looking. So so it is the signal versus the noise, right? It's it's all the millions of things that are going on. What are the few that I should pay attention to? And so if you don't know a few things to pay attention to, then then a you're going to be overwhelmed. B you're going to be completely blind. Um, and and so. You know, th think of it this way. If I'm going to implement a new sales or marketing initiative, if I'm lucky, it's going to have it, it, it will reach full impact in 12 to 18 months. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and so if I don't have performance indicators, then then I'm going to have to wait at least 12 to 18 months before I can measure anything. Right. And what I mean by that is I can't I can't think about is it working or is it not working? for at least 12 to 18 months, because if I don't have any indicators, then I have to wait for the result. And I think most people would agree that if you're waiting 12 to 18 months to make an adjustment, given that you're almost never right out of the gate, you're, you know, you've just, you know, you've, you've created certain business death, if, if, if you will. So, so you have to begin to say, all righty, what are the things that I can look at in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days that would tell me are we more or less likely moving in the right direction or the wrong direction, right? And, and, and so, you know, we talk about hypothesis-driven growth, which is the okay. scientific growth method. You can't do that without, without indicators. You can't, you, you can't, you know, I, I, I read somewhere, I can't disagree with this, but I don't know that I'm ready to agree with it, that the two most important things in business are cash flow and predictability. And, and one might argue that the stronger the cash flow, the greater the predictability, but that's a philosophical conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> you know, with, without predictability. And, and again, we can't live our life without predictability. We, you know, right. if, if we, if I had to wake up and think, already, what, what do I have to do to survive? Right. The moment I, you know, I, I, I put my foot over the bed, I'm making a prediction that the floor is going to be there. Right. I'm, I'm oversimplifying this to, you know, insanity, but, but that's what we're doing. We're, 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 we're always operating on, on, on these various models. Um, and, and so you need KPI because it's the only way you, you can lasso, you know, 
incomprehensible, overwhelming chaos into a manageable, meaningful way to guide actions and other, you know, I think there's a psychology to it as well. So are you saying that you need KPIs over different periods of time? Like that's important. So I should have a KPI out 30 days. I should have a 90 day KPI. I should have a one um, year, two year. You know, I, 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 maybe, maybe, I mean, that, 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 that's really situational to, you know, it might just be, what am I looking at 30 days? What am I looking at in 30 days? What am I looking at 30 days? I, I, I think that, you know, another mistake that people make with KPI is set it and forget it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there's a there there's maybe a tendency to think about what's my 30 day KPI, my 60 day KPI, my 90 day KPI, my 12 month KPI. Um, I think sometimes we do that because we're okay. Those are our KPIs, as as opposed to okay. Well, they, I'm I'm running my 30 day KPI, um, and then as things move forward, like like if I'm doing something brand brand new and I have very little insight into it, I'm gonna set probably shorter term KPI. Um, and that's all I'm going to set. And then I'm going to, you know, by, by having that indicator, right. Learning works on you take an action, you get a result, mm -hmm. right? Now, an element of that result is you have to be able to judge was that result expected or unexpected and, and what level of expectation was it? So like, if I think that, you know, I go out and I make a sales call and you buy on my first sales call, mm -hmm. most salespeople go, all right. Yes. I just got one. Holy cow. I didn't expect that. I, I, I think, I think a RevOps mindset says, Hey, that's awesome that we won that business, but why, why did we not expect that? Yeah. Right. If, if I go out and I say, well, I think there's a 20% chance that they'll make the decision right now. And then they make the decision. Well, I'm going to be operating very differently. If there's a 20% chance they're going to make the decision versus an 80% chance. Sure. They're going to make that decision. So until I learn certain things, you know, to, to look beyond or, 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 or to set other various KPI that, that again, is that pursuit of, of certainty. And, you know, again, be careful. The moment you set a KPI as a key measurable, you're now influencing behavior, um, which is going to influence outcomes. You're, you're, you're creating an incentive structure, whether, whether you realize it or not. Right. And, and, and so I think, you know, there is no hard and fast rule of, uh, you know, this is the recipe for KPI. I, I would say as a rule, less is better, right? So the fewer, the fewer things you measure, the better. So, so one of the things that, that you'll ask is, do we have to measure this? Is this really, you know, and, and by the way, if we measure this, what, what are we going to do with the information? Why, why is fewer better? Well, because all things being equal, simple is always better. Okay. So fewer is simple, but not simplistic. Well, it, I think it was Einstein or someone who said things should be made as simple as possible and not one bit more. Right. So, so it, it's simple and not simplistic when, when it's the right number. Right. So, so if you can, if you can measure, you know, if, if you can have one metric that tells you everything you need to know, then, or by, by the way, what I would also say, if you're starting off, maybe you want to start off with one metric, right? Because if you start off with, five metrics or 10 metrics, mm -hmm. A, nine times out of 10, whatever that metric is, when you start off watching it, it has more to do with luck or things you did before you identified it 
than than anything else. So it's so it's really easy to get a misread on on cause effect. And, and I'll say, look, the moment you put a number or a metric or really any kind of input in front of somebody, they're going to naturally take action, right? They have you have to fight against taking action because you know that that's just how the brain works, right? We see this. Oh, this must mean X. Um, and and you know, it's also you know one reason why I'm a big fan of of, of what is your key metric is mm-hmm. I can remember one thing. I can't remember eight things. Yeah. And and if I'm if 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 somebody has to stop and think about the metrics in the KPI, then then you're really going to kill velocity. Um, and and here again, what I would say is especially because I'm looking for instructive KPI. Now, I know you're going to get into some scenarios, possibly if we have time, which I realize I have to be shorter in my answers if we're going to have time. I, I'm giving answers here on on what is the way to make KPI relevant and valuable, not necessarily what's going to make your CEO happy or what's going to make your board happy. Because your board's going to say, or your CEO is very likely to say, what are the seven metrics that are going to tell us if we're going to be successful or not? Right. And, and you might not have that information. As a matter of fact, I would say if your CEO is saying, what are the seven metrics? You probably don't have that. And, and, and part of what you need to do from a RevOps mindset is, is to like, the reason it's strategic RevOps is it, if you didn't have to influence the behavior of, of people then, and, and how people view things, then we wouldn't need this whole discipline of RevOps that, that that's growing. Right. Um, so when when people have to stop and think, they freeze. It's what we do. Yeah. Right. Sure. And, and and also, unless you've got a lot, I mean, this where this is where it does get complicated. Um, if you're if you're measuring too many things, or I'm sorry, the more things you measure, the more likely you're measuring things that conflict. Gotcha. That makes sense. All right. So we you I kind of want to put this together on my next question. So you hit on a lot of these, but what are some of the most common mistakes that, that you've seen that organiza- organizations make when setting KPIs? Because we see that a lot where they've got KPIs either because the CEO has mandated it or so. So what are some of the common mistakes that you see? Well, I, I would say the first mistake is not having them. Okay. Right. So, so I have no problem with a mandate of KPI because yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Um, I, well, I think you said sec- if if they don't, we have KPIs if we, even if we don't have them. Like we, even if you don't have them, I guess specified, you're still operating under KPIs. So what happens if you don't if you don't have KPIs? Everyone's operating down? off of their own perception of KPIs, and the KPIs constantly changing. You know, when I was a kid, um, I would do a chore that my mom would pay me for. So it's like that. Say she'd owe me ten dollars. The problem was, is I would spend $50 because of the $10, because every time I went somewhere, I'd say, oh, that's only $5. Well, my mom owes me $10, so I'm just, I'll just use the $10. The problem was I did that 10 times, mm-hmm. right? And then my mom gave me $10, and all of a sudden, I didn't know where my money was, right? And, and that's kind of what happens is we, um, you know, look, I've, I've logged my food, and I've not logged my food. I can tell you I eat differently when I log what I eat versus when I don't log what I eat, right? Because there's there, there's that aspect so when you don't have it documented everyone's making their own read you know there's an old phrase um you know if plan your work work your plan if your plan's not in writing you don't have a plan 
right? If, if your KPI aren't in writing, then, then, then in fact, you don't really have KPI. Everyone's operating off of their own situational model of, of that KPI. But by the way, one reason why setting your KPI is important is, is without KPI, you, you become very reliant on results. So you're only lagging indicator results-based. Well, in business, 50% or more of the results you get have far more to do with luck. I don't mean blind luck, but they have far more to do with luck than, than, than with anything else. Um, and, and so what ends up happening is in, in, in the pursuit of something, you learn a whole lot of things. And, and so if you're not clear in, 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 in the objective, in the hypothesis you know, behind what you're doing, in what you're shooting for, well, by the time you get to the point where you're going to assess, you're now going to assess on different criteria, right? Because hindsight's 2020, right? You should yep. have known this. How could you have done this, right? Well, well, we 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 didn't know that COVID was was going to hit, and you know, in 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 March of 2020, right? You know, how could you have not known that our sales team was going to stop traveling? Right. I mean, that. Yeah. And, 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 and I, you know, I know from talking to people who are burnt out and frustrated in their jobs, the number, like when you chase it down, I think this is, it's certainly top three, if not the top one, is that they're constantly judged on, on factors and things that didn't exist at the time that they were charged with doing something. Yeah. And, and, and so it, it, it keeps that consistency. So, so I think that, I think that, so mistake one is not having them clearly laid okay. out. I think this, you know, the second mistake is having too many. I think the third one is is measuring what's easy, and, and maybe even you know mistaking a measurement or metric as a KPI just because it's a metric doesn't mean that it's a key performance indicator. Um, I think being results based or activity based is, is another one. It's you know isolating what are those outcomes that were those those in, those influencing as causal as possible. Um, I, I I think you know too complicated. And I mm-hmm. would say, you know, not segmenting what, what, what your KPI are for. So there's, again, kind of waterfalling that KPI. You know, there's a hundred different things that I look at for, for different elements. Um, if I'm not, you know, if we're not clear, I would say, you know, what the why, you know, not clearly articulating the why behind KPI. Because, because then when you have KPI, you know, that the next massive mistake is you confuse the indicator with the objective. Gotcha. Right. My objective is not to drive search traffic. My objective is to increase the volume of quality, you know, whatever I can't, you know, so, so, yep. you know, so my, my, my search traffic may be a KPI, right? I, I, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I am saying that sometimes it shouldn't be right. But, but again, you know, just because I hit the, the indicator doesn't mm-hmm. mean I achieve the outcome. And, and if you're right. not careful, you'll, you'll get further and further away. Yep. Okay. So you, you mentioned um, results-based versus activity-based. So you're not, you're not advocating for, are you advocating for results-based KPIs versus activity-based? Or are you saying you need to identify what is a result No, you need to be in the middle. Based. You need to be, you need to identify what are the outcomes? What are the okay. efforts, the activities, what outcomes are you, are you trying to achieve that are predictive of the results? So profit is not a key performance indicator. It's important, but it's not a key performance indicator, right? As a matter of fact, I would say profit is a byproduct of a lot of different things. Right. Um, I don't think we're going to get to scenarios <laughs> because of the time. So I'm going to, um, I want to move into, so what are the key places that a business should have KPIs? Where, 
where, where I'm a bit, I'm trying to put KPIs in place. Where do I look? Do I look by department? Do I look company wide? How do I, how do I look at that? Well, I, I, I think it depends on, on the maturity and the sophistication of the company. Um, but I would start at the top and go down. Right. So, so what are the, um, well, let, you know, let, let, let's isolate this to, to, to the RevOps area. So we're talking about um, the revenue generation, revenue mm-hmm. management side of the business. So we're not, we're not in the operational sides yeah. of, of, of the business in this case. So, you know, what are the, you know, what, what are the key indicators uh, around, I mean, A, what's the objective? Right. Right. Then what are the, what are the key indicators that tell us, are we, are we moving in the right direction? Right. So, so that would be, you know, that would be broad. That would be across. And by broad, I don't mean a lot. I mean, it's, it's boiled up into, you know, relatively close to, to, to what that objective is. Right. Um, and, and then once I begin to have some confidence there, then I'd begin to, you know, you know, depending upon how my organization is structured, you know, what's the sales team, what's the marketing team, what's the success team, um, what are the different groups within there? What are the different people within there? Um, you know, then it, it kind of flows down. Re- realizing that that those KPI at the top are are going to be, um, you know, they're, they're going to be useful for a period of time. At some point, you're going to have to change those, right? Because by the way, at some point, you know, so we set out our three to five year plan, right? I don't yep. know many people that set out a three to five year plan that, certainly that are going to need a RevOps function where um, if nothing changes, we've achieved our three to five year plan. Typically, the reason you create a three to five year plan is, you know, you need to achieve something that you're not on pace. You know, if everything stays as is, you're not going Mm -hmm. to achieve it. Um, I'm not saying again, I'm not saying that that never happens. And, you know, God bless the companies that have the next five years locked in. Um, So so you're setting those KPI to determine are you on the, you know, are you moving at the right course, the right speed? You know, at some point, you know, you're, you're, you're going to, the, the instruction that you're going to get from looking at a, at, at a metric or an analytic is, is going to hit its point of diminishing returns. And it's no longer going to be as indicative of, of, of what's needed to maintain that course or to accelerate that course. So how frequently do you look at it? If you like how frequently do you look at your KPIs to see, does this make sense in the environment that we're in now? So as the environment changes, our KPIs should be changing. I think if you're not doing annual planning on a quarterly basis, you're, you're at risk. And, um, and we, we have a whole, we have, we have a, we have a, um, we have a pretty long form article and a webinar on, on what annual planning, what we're talking about when we're talking about annual planning. Um, now I'm not changing my KPI every quarter. But I'm asking the question, what gives me the best insight? What gives me, what have I learned? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm open to changing it. And, and, and so there's adjustments that happen. But I would say that, you know, in, in today's world, a, a, a quarter is a year, a month is a quarter, a week is a month, and a day is a week. I think in, in, in today's world, if you're focused on growth, that's a pretty good time scale to think about it. And that's why we need RevOps, by the way. You know, 30 years ago, when a day was a day and a week was a week and a month was a month, like 30 years ago, you had a month to get a month's worth of work done. Today, I think most people would agree, you've got about a week to get a month's worth of work done. Or at least, let's put it this way, you've got a week to get a month's worth of learning done, right? Um, That's why everyone's so exhausted. 
right? That that that's why friction matters so much. That's why. So so again, I think if you're not looking at it at now, now there are there are some companies that that probably need to look at it or need to look at subsets of it more frequently than that. And that's you know what's what's your growth rate? Like you know if you look at um, you know, if you look at Amazon, I think Amazon does annual planning monthly. Oh really? I mean, not technically officially, but if you take a look at what their monthly rhythm of, of reporting and planning and et cetera, at I, I would, I would put that up against some of the best companies in the world, what their annual planning looks like, right? But they're, they're, they're testing assumptions. They're right. And, and, and that's, you know, and, and if you look at what they're doing online, right, they, they run more tests in an hour than heck than our entire client base is going to run in their entire life. Um, so, so thinking, taking the scenario that you, that you talked about where, uh, about company wide versus departmental and starting at the top and, and working down. So does RevOps own kind of, kind of the top and then help drive the KPIs for sales, marketing and success? How, who, who kind of should be involved in those conversations? Like what are the roles? I think. I think when you're talking about establishing KPI, especially the top KPI, uh, you know, I, I think that's senior team. So that's above RevOps. I think RevOps has a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, that, that is a strategic, you know, your, your, your KPI are driven by what are your key objectives, right? The key objectives, that, that is the senior teams, the board, the senior team. Um, if somebody owns that, they own that. Then, then it begins to spiral down. With, within the revenue side, I, I, I think RevOps owns the the mapping and the tracking, mm-hmm. um, and 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 they own contributing. But I don't. But to say you know RevOps, they don't own it in the sense that RevOps it's RevOps jobs to set it. I would say that you know what's your senior revenue team, right? Yeah. And 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 the that organizational level. And 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 by the way, this is where there should be some some constructive tension between what is the head of sales thinking what is the head of marketing thinking what is the head of 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 success what's the head of RevOps? you know like like that those different mindsets lead to you know to 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 better outcomes and 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 i and i think that like i think that the conversation around what are our kpi is probably more valuable Mm -hmm. than the actual tracking of the kpi why is that because you're you're making the epitome of strategic decisions in determining what the KPI are. If someone comes in and says, "Okay, here's our KPI," and then I say, and then I tell you, "This is why it's the KPI." Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I've now given you a mind shift metric, but I've not, but you've not gone through a mind shift. So you still, you're still the exact same person, the exact same thinking, the exact same viewpoint. Right. So, so the conversation, you don't realize you're never going to measure the right things. I don't know that it's possible to measure the right things. If you could measure the right things, then you could achieve 100% predictability. Yeah. And by the way, if you can achieve 100% predictability, stop listening to this show, right? And go do something that provides a whole lot greater return with a whole lot less effort. Right. right. So, so it, it, it's the learning and the conversation that, that comes into why you know click rate is still important when you understand why we got there but when we turn it into okay this is now our metric mm-hmm. right and then we do something like we're going to bonus you if you can achieve a seven percent click rate right 
right? That that's where that, that that you know that's why we are where we are. That's why marketers can't have good things. Um, so so it 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 is that conversation. But by the way, I think that one of the things that's I, I would say that what RevOps own is owns is ensuring that that conversation takes place. Yeah, right. They're they're the facilitator. Well, but they're also the. I mean, this this is what this is why they don't get invited to parties all the time. They're they're the what if they're the what ifers. Mm -hmm. They're the what about, right? Yeah. They're the ones who are like, okay, you know, because they own the process design, they own the system design in, in, in the sense of paying attention to that, to that whole, you know, sales is responsible for sales, marketing is responsible for marketing, revenue operations is responsible for the whole, right? It, it, it's more than just putting sales operations, marketing operations, and success operations under one roof. It's like, if you put them under one roof, and you still look at them as three different silos, then, then you've not done anything. It's when you're looking at it, well, well, if sales says this is what matters, then what what impact is that going to have, right? And that that's why you know understanding behavioral science is a major discipline that's overlooked in so many companies, and it's a discipline of of RevOps, right? Yeah. What does it mean when we do this? Because by the way, if you're going to introduce KPI and you're not looking to influence behavior, if you're not looking to change behavior in some fashion, then then why are you tracking it, right? So so to not pay attention to well, how are people going to behave as a result of this? What What is the intervention? And by the way, whether it's instructive or not, it's going to create an intervention if you report it and track on it, because the mere reporting and tracking of it, simply putting it on your primary dashboard is mm -hmm. going to change behavior, right? If you do nothing else and you just put it there, it will change behavior. How big will that behavior change be? I don't know, but it will change behavior because we see it versus we yeah. didn't see it before. So it, it's the conversation that's valuable. And, and again, it's the trend that's more important than, than what the actual measurement is. And, and, and so it, that, it, it's the conversation and, and the transparency in uncovering the conflicts and, and, and the variability of, right? If I just watch you play poker, I'm not gonna become a great poker player. That, that, that's why when you see great poker players debrief, they talk about, well, I was thinking this, and I was thinking, well, if this, then this, and then if the, and, and someone goes, oh, no, 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 if you had done right, you need to understand, see how this would have been, right? That that's, right. that's what we're talking about. If you don't have those conversations, then no learning takes place. And the whole point of measurement is, remember, take an action, get a result. Did, mm -hmm. Is that result what we expected, what we didn't expect, to what level? Then we can learn, right? That's where the learning takes place that then leads to the next action to the result. Right? Is that what we expected? Is that not what we expected? So if you don't have that that organizational learning, if you don't turn yourself into a learning organization, then then you're not. Then then again, KPI is going to be probably more restraining than it, than it, than it's going to become truly strategic. Yep. Well, I think that is a nice little package ending to to our conversation. I think you I think you summed up the KPIs really well really well there. So we uh, this was good. We did not get to everything because there was a lot. Um, I think a future so, episode where we talk through KPI scenarios would be good. So why don't we, why don't we, and we're going to start ending the show on this note um, going forward. So just, so I'm putting you on the spot today, but be ready for it in the future. <laughs> My favorite thing. So what's your takeaway from today? What, what, what's your aha or, and, or what was reinforced? Um, I think that, I think the biggest thing that people, people don't think about is, is one, 
having too many KPIs. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make and, and measuring what's easy like that, that really resonated with me is that's not just because it's easy. That doesn't mean that that's the right thing to put a KPI behind. And I think that's a mistake that we see all the time. That was probably a big aha for me when we talked through that. Cool. All right. So next time, why don't we jump into scenarios? Yeah, I think that'll be a good follow up. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the RevOps show. Don't forget to tip your bartenders. And that is a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. Make sure you stay tuned in for part two, where Jess and Doug will dive into some scenarios with KPIs. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess, please send them to me at hannah at imaginellc.com or hit us up on Twitter at Demand Creator. Until next time, remember, you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.